0: Baseball lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddie. What's up, everybody? It's Tristan here, back for episode 81 of the Grounds Crew podcast. Today is Wednesday. January 30th, and it's about 11 days till pitchers and catchers start to report. The winter is actually, you know what, it's kind of flying by. I mean, for some of us, we're hitting a tough part. Um, what is it, like half of America that's getting a polar vortex right now? It's freezing cold. I feel bad for everybody over in the Midwest, over in Wisconsin, Chicago. Heard it's crazy low temperatures. And, you know, some of our ballparks have gotten hit, a couple of ballparks. Yeah, some of them have been covered by snow, St. Louis, Chicago. And then some of them are having fun with it on social media. You got Colorado, you got Pittsburgh on just having a little fun with the snow. So it's winter. It sucks. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and that light at the end of the tunnel is pitchers and catchers reporting. And then the Mariners will be the first ones to do so in about 11 days. So today we got behind the brand, we got some more stuff, talking about Harper, Machado, plenty of, some news from around the league, you know, continuing the slow offseason, we'll feed you everything we got. So behind the brand for this week, Valentine's Day, coming right around the corner, February 14th, it's just over two weeks away, we just released our Valentine's Day gift guide. Made it nice and easy for you guys. Got the whole setup. Got gifts for her, gifts for him. All you gotta do, go check it out. Follow where it takes you, and you'll find an easy gift. No problem. We even just came out with a new gold-stitched heart change for the lady. So, we got it all. We got it all set up for the baseball fan in your life. So, check it out. Get your Valentine's Day gifts. Make sure to order it soon. You don't want to be the one that didn't order your significant other their gift in time. Now, let's tackle this news from around the league. It's no secret that it's been a slow offseason. We've been talking about it for the entire time, and obviously we haven't been breaking too much big news. I mean, it's crazy. There's just a long list of guys that are very talented big leaguers who still remain unsigned. I mean, this is even more guys than last year, and last year was super slow, historically slow. I mean, you got Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Two of the biggest superstars to hit the open market in the, me- the recent memory. Uh, a Rod was huge, Pool Holes was huge, but Pool Holes was kind of past his prime. And now you got two guys, both 26, 25 years old, in the primes of their career, still improving, some might say, and they're only getting interest from three or four teams each. I mean, there's only a few, a handful of teams that are seriously pursuing them. It's crazy. And then you got Dallas Heichel, Craig Kimbrell, one of the best closers in the game, Mike Moustakis. I feel bad for Mike Moustakis. The past two years, he's just gone out there and played and tried to get himself a good contract, and it's just not working out. He got a one-year deal from the Royals last year, and then this year, it seems like he's going to go to the end of free agency at the end of the offseason until he gets a deal. Marwin Gonzalez, the utility player that's played for Houston. Gio Gonzalez, who had a great first half of the Nationals last year, definitely still belongs in a rotation somewhere. Jose Iglesias, a great shortstop, great defensive shortstop, was the starter over in Detroit for a long time. Adam Jones, the veteran outfielder. Wade Miley, Josh Harrison. The list goes on and on. There's plenty of big talented guys that just belong on rosters that shouldn't be sitting around it's crazy i know the league is getting younger and younger consistently but these guys belong on teams it's teams shouldn't be being this stingy it's just i don't know it's not good for the players something needs to change it's been going down the tubes for a while now that's not to say that we haven't got heard rumors about these guys. I mean, we've been talking about Bryce, we've been talking about Manny for a long time. In fact, just the other day, there was rumors going around that Bryce Harper signing was imminent, that Bryce Harper would be signing with the Phillies. It was all over Twitter on Tuesday. Uh, some might say it was a Twitter storm. I'm not sure, quite sure where it started, what came, where it came from. But there was apparent leaks of Phillies-themed Victus bets designed for Harper. There was a picture going around of ESPN supposedly putting graphics together to announce the signing on SportsCenter. It was crazy. I think even Bleacher Report put a notification out about it. Everybody thought that we were going to get the news today. But alas, John Heyman came out and ruined the fun, stating that the Phillies are interested and in on Bryce Harper, which we've known. But rumors of him signing today in Philly are unfounded. basically saying nobody knows where it came from. It was basically everybody talking it up for each other. And then sources from Victus also came out and said that the bats were made simply just in case Harper did sign with the Phillies. And maybe to help sway him towards the Phillies because, you know, Victus is a Pennsylvania-based company. I'm sure they want to see a superstar like Bruce Harper come back and bring the Phillies back to relevancy. So it looks like we're going to all have to wait a little bit longer to hear where Bryce is going to end up. But to make matters worse, MLB The Show's Twitter account tweeted yesterday when all this stuff was going on that you're going to want to pay attention to their Twitter account today. Everybody thought, oh, maybe this is where Bryce announces where he's going to be signing. He is on the cover. Maybe they partnered up and they're going to do it together. But no... It was a Bartolo Cologne, Cologne trailer for MLB-19 in the show. And, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, you guys should probably go check out the comments. It's pretty hilarious. It's basically exactly what you would expect. People were not happy, and they ripped into the show a little bit. So nothing on Harper yet, and it appears we're going to be waiting a little while longer for Machado as well. Because MLB Networks' John Paul Morosi came out and is reporting that there is no imminent decision regarding a Machado signing, which means that no one is close to signing Machado, and we're going to be waiting until probably middle of spring's raining, to hear where he ends up. Because no, it sounds like he's not close to making a decision at all. Morosi also added that Manny has yet to meet with representatives from the Padres who. We're said to be pursuing Machado as well as Harper, but that there has been some contact. So I'm sure he will meet with them soon, which is kind of holding him off from signing with Chicago or signing with the Phillies. And from the sound of it, it's not really looking like he's getting the offer he probably wants. And he wanted to go to the Yankees. The Yankees didn't offer him a contract. Chicago wants him, but they're not offering him a ton of money. And I'm sure he probably prefers the Phillies a little bit, but the Phillies are probably having cold feet about it because nobody is really wanting to pay these guys for some reason. So these two big name players, you would think they would be gone long ago, but no, we're sitting here. It's January 30th, and. It appears we're going to be waiting for a little while longer. They might not have a team at the start of spring training, both of these guys. That's very likely. We did, however, receive news of a relatively big signing the other day. Former Diamondback A.J. Pollock is heading to Hollywood. The center fielder agreed to a four-year, $55 million deal with the Dodgers. Pollock... A 31-year-old outfielder, slash, 257, 316, 484, with 21 home runs and 13 stolen bases in 113 games last season. It's okay stats. 113 games, that translates into a pretty good season if he gets to play the other uh, 50 games or so. He got off to a real nice start last year before breaking, uh, breaking his thumb and missing two months. He kind of carried the Diamondbacks for a little while when Paul Goldschmidt went, uh, wasn't really playing while well. He wasn't living up to his name. Pollock's definitely shown us that he's a talented player. He was an All-Star in 2015. He had a great 2016. He was the best center fielder on the market this offseason. He could be a five-tool guy. The problem is that that broken thumb, it's not the first big injury to make him miss a decent amount of time. I mean, he hasn't played more than 113 games since 2015, He's definitely a little bit injury-prone in the past few years. Still, I think it's a great move for the Dodgers. It's not really the huge splash that everybody thought they would make once they traded Kemp and Puig. But after trading those guys, they had a need for a righty-bat. They went out and got Pollock, who, like I said, he could be a five-tool guy. He's just another all-star potential player in a lineup that was already deep. He also gives them a tried-and-true center fielder, which is something they haven't had in a couple of years. I mean, they had, were playing Chris Taylor there for a while. They were playing Cody Bellinger there for a while. But these guys aren't real center fielders, they're not in their natural positions. A.J. Pollock is a center fielder. This way, you can put him in his natural position, and it allows you to get these pl- other players to be comfortable in where they're they've been playing for most of their careers. So it's a good move for the team in general. Hopefully we'll see more teams make moves like the Dodgers just did to improve their ball club. but the reason that a lot of teams are kind of skeptical to go out and add guys like this is because they believe in their youth they believe in their farm system. Now MLB Pipeline just released their top 100 prospect list ranking all these prospects that these teams believe in. so we can finally see who has the best farm system who has the most talent and the Padres had a lead, lead league leading 10 prospects on that list. That's the most ever for this preseason list, and it was led by number two prospect Fernando Tatis Jr. That guy's going to be a stud. It's unbelievable that the White Sox traded him for James Shields, and now they could use him more than ever. Imagine having him and Jimenez. Oh, my goodness. And Kopech and oh, so many guys. The White Sox have a ton of talent, too. The Braves came in at second place with eight representatives, and this is the second year in a row where they had this many. And that's impressive after having their best prospect last year graduate to the majors in Ronald Acuna. Six of those eight prospects are pitchers, so they got plenty of arms coming through. A couple of those guys are big league ready, so they have plenty of recruits coming in, plenty of backup for what they have. So it's not a too too big of a problem if they can't bring anybody in. And then you got a trio of teams in the White Sox, Rays, and Astros with six prospects on the list. That's just great. The Astros, with everything they have, being World Series champions, one of the best teams in the league last year, and they just got more prospects. Than this, so they might be able to sustain some success for a while. I mean, I think they have, uh, they. I can't think of his name right now, but the pitcher is in the top 15 prospects in all of baseball, and he's big league ready. So, Which they might need because that rotation is not looking the greatest that it's been with McCullers out, losing Keigel, losing Morton. The top five prospects in 2019 go like this. Vlad Guerrero Jr., no surprise there. I can't wait to see that guy play. That dude's going to mash. He's been one of baseball's best prospects for a couple of years now, and he finally has an open lane to third base. With Josh Donaldson moving on from Toronto. Hopefully we'll get to see him start the league. I doubt it. I'm sure they're going to want to do that. The whole service time thing. But this guy's ready to hit. This kid's ready to go. We'll see him sooner rather than later. Then two, you got Fernando Tatis Jr. Like I mentioned before. He's going to be a stud. The Padres could use him. Hopefully their rebuild is coming to an end. Because they've been going through some tough times for quite a while now. And then at number three, you got Eloy Jimenez with the White Sox, the guy that mashed the ball into the lights a couple years ago, the outfielder. A lot of people thought he should have made the big leagues last year, but you know, an injury kind of held him back, and then he ended up sticking around in the minors for a little while. But he's a stud prospect. White Sox acquired him a little while back when they traded Jose Quintana to the Cubs. At four, you got Victor Robles, another outfielder with the Washington Nationals. The speedster should be starting the season up in the big leagues, especially if they lose Bryce. And then at number five, you got Royce Lewis, the shortstop prospect with the Minnesota Twins, the first overall pick a few years back. That guy is going to be a great player. All of these guys are expected to see the majors this year aside from Lewis. So we got plenty of talent coming into the big leagues this year. Our last bit of news for today's show, it's a little bit sad, maybe more so disappointing than sad, but... ESPN has announced that they won't be running baseball tonight as a nightly show in 2019, which means they're not going to have any baseball, daily baseball show during the 2019 season. The show will still run prior to the network's games, whatever games they air. It's going to be before them. And special events like the Home Run Derby, all that kind of stuff. But no daily baseball show. I believe their, con- their deal is up with MLB Network to show M- uh, intentional talk on there. It's a shame. It's the worldwide's leader in sports, and I know baseball doesn't get the same ratings as basketball and football for a network like that, but it's one of America's biggest sports, and I think it deserves to be covered a little bit on the national stage. So I hope it gets its due on uh, SportsCenter and such. I'm glad we still have MLB Network. Let's be real, they cover the game better than ESPN ever has anyway. You got much better analysis, albeit some of these guys could get far-fetched on there as well, but much better content for the true baseball fan. It's just a shame because ESPN has been running baseball tonight for ages, and I'm sure some people will be sad to see it go. But that's all we got for you guys today. A little bit slow. Hopefully, we'll get some more stuff coming as spring training gets closer and closer. But that's all we got. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Stay warm wherever you are. And start your Valentine's Day shopping. It's coming soon. See you guys. And that right there was the Grounds Crew. Brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle.